Welcome to this week's Wireless Noodle. And when I say this week's, we are back onto a weekly schedule. Let's hope we can keep it up because it drifted away a little bit there during March and April. But we're back. After such a long break, before the last episode, there's been a lot in the news. So I want to cover that, a few talking points, half a dozen things that really caught my eye in the last few months. I also wanted to talk a little bit about more about the motivation for launching our user group that I talked about on the last podcast. But before that, more on hyperscalers. My name is Matt Hatton. This is The Wireless Noodle, your weekly guide to the impact of disruptive new technologies on business. Just recently, we at Transformer Insights published a new report about the digital transformation strategies and capabilities of AWS, Google and Microsoft. The bulk of the report gave our assessment of the capabilities of each of the vendors for each of the 11 technology families and between 5 and 14 functions per technology family that we look at. So the 11 technology families is IoT, AI, distributed ledger, edge computing, a variety of other things. If you've seen the natty little graphic that we've put together on our website, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. It's the technologies down the left-hand side, with the exception of one thing. We actually have a 12th in our diagram, which is future technologies, but that includes a whole load of things which aren't really commercialized today. So at the moment, we're not really comparing capabilities of vendors uh, on those technologies, things like quantum computing. So we focused on the 11, including all those interesting areas that I just mentioned. And the various roles within it. Well, that includes hardware, software, services, consulting, and a variety of other elements. So what we did, based on extensive desk research, interviews, and so on, uh, we've looked at the capabilities of each of the vendors against each of the technologies and different roles and rated them based on whether they're emerging, significant or market leading. And then we provided our recommendations for enterprises in the space on which of them they should be buying from. Based on the rating of each of the vendors for each function in each technology family, we can also rank those vendors. Everybody likes a ranking of vendors, don't they? We can look at that by technology, by role, and overall for digital transformation. So we consider those 11 technologies to be a pretty good proxy overall for digital transformation. For the purposes of that ranking, we also apply a weighting for each function and for the 11 technologies based on how important they are relative to each other. So IoT is quite a long way the most important, then artificial intelligence, and then others are at various levels of importance after that. So who wins? Who's the best in terms of a vendor with a portfolio that covers all of an enterprise's needs for digital transformation? Well, nobody covers everybody's needs, not across all of those various different technologies and very diverse set of functions. But overall, Microsoft is the leader. AWS is just behind overall and has some specific strengths where it's ahead of Microsoft. Google trails some distance behind those two in third place. In terms of absolute ratings, 
we compared the capabilities of all three against a theoretical maximum for an organization that is market leading in every aspect of providing digital transformation across all technologies. Of course, uh, no such company exists, but it provides a scale against which we can benchmark vendors. In total, Microsoft has secured a rating of 52% compared to that theoretical maximum, AWS 42% and Google 25%. AWS and Microsoft particularly perform well in software products, reflecting their heavy software focus and ability to deliver the off-the-shelf products covered in that category. They also rate high for integrated solutions, which are full products aimed at addressing specific client requirements. They also score well on application development and specialist services. It should be noted uh, that for the last two categories, these vendors tend not to commercialize their offerings directly to the end users, for instance, not providing application development for third parties. Their strong showing in those categories is generally for internal purposes only, a distinguishing characteristic which we highlight in our analysis of each technology. Where these three companies tend to fall down is on two areas. They have limited capabilities in delivering hardware, although there are market leaders in particular areas such as human-machine interface. They also score poorly in two other categories, systems integration and project management, and field and operational services, both of which are inherently less scalable. These hyperscalers generally eschew elements of delivering digital transformation that require large teams of people focused on delivering for a single client. That type of work they can leave to consultants. All three score very well in artificial intelligence and edge computing. Not really many surprises there. After all, they represent three of the most innovative companies in those fields in the world. In AI, they have some pretty cutting edge capabilities. And when it comes to edge, well, capabilities in edge reflect their dominance in cloud and a desire to extend that further out into the network nearer to the edge devices. Both AWS and Microsoft also score strongly in IoT, although the relative maturity and diversity of requirements in that field uh, means that they don't score as high as they do for AI and Edge. Other segments are much more mixed. Microsoft's a market leader in RPA and aspects of HMI, Human Machine Interface. And there are some minor strong points in autonomous robotic systems, data sharing, distributed ledger, and hyperconnectivity. The message for enterprise adopters is that Microsoft overall is the lead vendor to support a digital transformation, but that hides quite a bit of diversity. For early adopters looking for cutting edge solutions, AWS is actually generally a step or two ahead of Microsoft, something that I outlined in a report that I wrote back late last year. I recommend taking a look at that. I'll put a link on Wireless Noodle. AWS, in that respect, is generally a step or two ahead of Microsoft. But when it comes to breadth of offering and mass market delivery, Microsoft is the clear lead. Google has some particular niche capabilities and is often favored by developers, particularly in AI. Although it seems to struggle to translate that into mass market adoption, at least for enterprise. A quick roundup of some very interesting news stories from the last few weeks. Talked already about Microsoft. Microsoft spent big recently. It bought Nuance Communications for 18 billion euros. Nuance is an expert in natural language processing, speech recognition, that sort of thing. Now, that's a key part of any company's AI strategy at the moment, but it also means it's well positioned for voice to become the main user interface, which at some point, surely it will be. More on the topic of Microsoft 
It also won an eye-watering $22 billion contract to provide augmented reality headsets for the military over 10 years. So once it's got that money and spent 19 million, 18, 19 billion of it on Nuance, it's still got some left over. Nice. Verizon sold its first overseas mobile private network deal with Associated British Ports. This one particularly caught my eye because incidentally, I had an interview with them as a fresh-faced 21-year-old. The interviewer smoked all the way through the interview. It was a different time. Anyhow, uh, it's just more evidence of how the connectivity market is being turned on its head at the moment. A US operator uh, selling connectivity in the UK. As I've spoken about many times before, if you're interested in mobile private networks, I recommend checking out some of the Transform Insights reports on it. I also strongly, strongly recommend you check out an interview I did with Stefan Daubler from Nokia about mobile private networks. It's really great stuff. I'll put a link on the Wireless Noodle website as usual. Sierra Wireless was also in the news, but not for something positive. It suffered a ransomware attack which shuts down its website and its production for several days. Losing your website? Okay. Losing your production? I can't help thinking that sometimes IT and OT integration goes a bit too far. Or maybe it isn't done with sufficient security. But they're back up and running now and have a new, neat new product in the catalogue. The AccuLink Cargo, a managed solution for asset tracking. The launch of which set me thinking about how connectivity is becoming increasingly commoditized, meaning that MVNOs, and I'm including Sierra in that list, even though that most of their business is in hardware, uh, these MVNOs will need to focus on building products and probably vertically specific products. You've got the likes of Core getting involved in healthcare. Aeris has always been strong in automotive. Feels like undifferentiated connectivity is not a sustainable market. Oh. And speaking of core, it announced an IPO. Well, in a roundabout way, it's been acquired by a special purpose acquisition company. So it's floating. Congratulations to them. There's also been lots of discussion around semiconductors recently, and specifically a a shortage, which seems to have had a short term impact on quite a lot of vendor companies, and b how the likes of Intel is onshoring production as a strategic imperative. We've not really seen silicon foundries as a strategic asset until now, but they absolutely are. Expect more geopolitics around this in the coming few years. I know there's been a lot more happening than that, uh, but that's just a few things that I noticed in the last few weeks. On last week's episode, I talked about the launch of the Transformer Insights user group, a member community for technology adopters, specifically those who are involved in their company's digital transformation. I should share a little bit about the motivation there. The main driver is to create a community of executives to share their experiences and best practice in deploying technologies like Internet of Things, artificial intelligence and blockchain. With that sharing also complemented, of course, by Transform Insights analysts providing their perspectives on the latest key technology trends. While the discussions of the technologies themselves will be important, we actually expect the discussions to be eclipsed by a more important set of conversations. What do enterprises need to do to adapt their company to best take advantage of the technologies? 
In a blog post a few months ago, I shared some perspectives on the process, business model, finance, people, partnership systems and culture change as likely to be necessary, not to mention the change management that's implicit. It's also worth noting that in the Transformer Insights webinar back in July, the one called Seven Ways to Harness AI, IoT and Other Disruptive Technologies for Competitive Advantage, we focus not so much on the technologies that you need to use, but on the commercial and operational strategies you need in order to make sure that you're best able to harness or avoid disruption when it comes. So the focus is on horizon scanning, project prioritization, project team organization, organizational flexibility, and the aforementioned change management, amongst other things. Getting digital transformation right is 90% about putting in place the business building blocks and only 10% about the technology. Interestingly enough, a similar major theme emerges from a recent report that we published exclusively for the user group called 2020 Review of Top Digital Transformation Use Cases and Technologies, which walked through all the impact of COVID on how organisations might think about digital transformation. The most important impact wasn't directly due to the emergence of new technologies, but due to the changing working patterns that have been enabled or encouraged. Remote working and increased globalisation is one key theme. Jobs are increasingly footloose. I chaired a session at the Digital Week Southeast Asia event recently on the changing digital skills requirement in Thailand. And one of the interesting potential opportunities for that country was for footloose employees to relocate. So maybe rather than WFH in future, many of us will WFT work from Thailand. Or maybe it's just the jobs that will move, not the people. Another major theme was the requirement for supply chain diversity and resilience, plus the strong potential for greater onshoring and manufacturing. The technology capabilities that enable these changes are certainly not the complex part of the equation. It's the operational changes that need to be made. I will post a link to the user group page on wirelessnoodle.com for anyone who's interested in learning more. Finally, a little something that caught my eye recently was the Next CEO. If you're unfamiliar with Next, they're a fashion retailer here in the UK. The CEO, Lord Wolfson, was talking about the retailer's recent transformation and specifically the approach it took, he took to developing it. There was no grand strategy. They described it as mercifully not reliant on a boardroom vision and no 10-year plan. And I quote, instead, the business has followed the money, developing new ideas bottom up, drawing on innovations generated throughout the group, new product ranges, new businesses, new distribution channels, services, partnerships and markets. That's the way to do it. Maintain flexibility all the way through the process. He also talks about an inconvenient truth. My terminology, but certainly it's correct in their case. Retail stores are at a fundamental and irreversible disadvantage to online. No head-in-the-sand approach here. Just a reminder, if you're enjoying the podcast, I'd be obliged if you could leave a review. It's much appreciated. Next week, I'm going to be talking about how IoT can change the world based on some research that we did in conjunction with Interdigital. I hope you can join me. Links to some of the research that I've been referring to in this week's show, as well as the transcript of the recording, 
will be available on the podcast website at wirelessnoodle.com. Thank you for joining me. I've been Matt Hatton, and you've been listening to The Wireless Noodle. Thank you for listening to The Wireless Noodle. If you'd like to learn more about the research that I do on IoT, AI, and more, you can follow me on Twitter at Matty Hatton, and you can check out transformerinsights.com. That's transformer with an A.